For the first time, we are going to go ahead and ignore the many crimes of Mr. Claus against the Parliament. You're being seated on a probationary basis. These, uh, these allegations against the North Pole are baseless and come with no sort of proof and... This is a formal declaration of war. <laughs> yes! Bully! <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive! Wanna Whatever! Be happy! Hey everyone! Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Zwoobas, zwoobas, zwoobas. <laughs> and Jim. Send the Irish home. Oh my god. Okay, parody. Today, no. we cover... Oh my god. <laughs> sincere. <laughs> okay. Uh, today, we cover episode 17, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 17, part two's title is Doug Meets Fentruck. More like Fen fucks! He fucks! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh my god. Sam does I have mean, this. Sam is understandably <laughs> celebratory <laughs> because one of the things that he called in episode one is finally coming to pass. Gentle viewers, <laughs> we've made it. This is the episode, Doug Joins the Alt-Right. Doug gets <laughs> racist! <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I remember there was a joke that uh, Jim lifted from McElroy's in the first episode about Dink, where they're being racist to a race that doesn't exist. That's literally this episode. <laughs> literally <laughs> that. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is an episode uh, where we get a new character. We get a foreign exchange student from a faraway land that certainly isn't an analog to a real life place. (laughs) Um, It's just a silly... An entirely fantastical realm that may have been totally fucking devastated by American economic (laughs) policy in the years between 1988 and 1992, resulting in a bunch (laughs) of them making a run to America for some reason, and then being met by our traditional hospitality, which Doug demonstrates in full. It's the Irish. It's the Irish. <laughs> oh yes. my god. No, it's actually not. But let's get into what happens uh, in this episode. So the opener of this, as we're accustomed to, there's like these days there's kind of like a stinger to it where there's like an action sequence of like either a fantasy or something else happening to like set up the stakes. Something to make this episode seem like it doesn't suck ass and is boring. Oh yeah, I want to point out really quick that this episode is the variety that's both morally repugnant and extremely boring so it's one of the one of the worst ones to watch and it's one of the ones where uh like if doug didn't do anything nothing would happen and it's one of the ones where he like misunderstands everything and everything's okay so like it's it's the perfect merging of all of our categories this is i think a good comp like if you wanted somebody to watch an episode to demonstrate why they shouldn't watch any more episodes of doug i think this one's right on up there Yeah. I mean, okay, the thing is, like, I can see what they're going for in this episode, though. Like, I can see why they think it was good and, like, why they think it was morally helpful and right. I can see, but they biff it. it. 
The moral was supposed to be don't make fun of outsiders, but the only person that makes right. fun of outs- of an outsider is Roger. And Roger doesn't really get his comeuppets till the end, and the way he gets his comeuppets is the, his, the Yakistonian air is, like, poisonous to Roger. It leaves him in, in chemical burns. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get his comeuppets <laughs> for the real reasons. He gets it because cause air from this foreign land is poison to the Americans. Yeah, but comeuppance <laughs> is the classic Protestant... Look, if you do something bad, something completely unrelated bad might <laughs> right. happen to you later. <laughs> right. It's really, yeah, it's really strange. It's like, okay, let's just talk about it as we get into it, because yeah. we're getting way ahead of ourselves right we now. We have to start um, off with every alright dipshit's fantasies made yes. manifest by Jim Jenkins. Yes, it's, uh, we start out in, like, an Old West saloon, and there's people, uh, like, drinking and smoking in this place, uh, and Doug is also there, uh, and, and, like, so Skeeter, in, like, a cowboy outfit, runs into the saloon, uh, and he says, Doug, he says, oh, no, there's a new kid that just passed into town, and, Everybody, like, runs away and hides, like, tips over tables, just, like, busts out of this bar. Uh, Except for Sheriff Doug, who's sitting at the bar drinking a tall glass of... No, drinking a tall glass of Moo Moo Milk. Moo Moo Cum. Oh, my God. And uh, he's sitting there cool. He's chill and he's cool. Uh, And Sheriff Doug says, no, we're going to... Give, I'll give him the local welcoming committee to all kinds of varmints <laughs> who pass through my town. Yeah, one, he calls the foreigner a varmint, and two, all the, everyone in the town runs from the foreigner. Yep. <laughs> right. Everyone in town runs for the foreigner, except for the one man who knows what <laughs> must be done. And, and why like, does he have as... to do this, gentle viewer? Do- allow yeah. Doug to explain. This wasn't just any varmint. No, sir. This one had his eye on Miss Patty. No, Sheriff Doug. Don't do it. And that didn't sit right with me. Yeah, and and, and Patty is in like a like a stripper outfit, like you oh, know, like yeah, the old, old, West. old Western prostitute. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so Doug goes out. I'm Sheriff sorry. Doug I just goes... had the image of Westworld's Doug episode, and it's delightful to me. I've never seen it. Why, why? is it bad? It's bad, bad. It's bad, in, it's bad it. in a couple of ways, but the idea of somebody making a bunch of robots so people can pretend that they're part of Bluffington is just perfect to me suddenly. Oh, no. You can pretend to have your own fantasies. depression. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. God. So, <laughs> not related to that at all. Back to this. Um, Sheriff Doug uh, is on his way out, and he, like, busts out into the street, and he sees uh, this foreigner, and he's standing out in the middle of the street, and he's just, like, holding suitcases, right? He's just here for a visit. An existential threat, you mean? I guess. Someone who's just here. He's coming for the white woman. Yep. God. Kinda. That's like what the theme of this episode is. Uh, Sheriff Doug is like, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. And then it fades out. It fades out into the title card. Uh, We come back on the title card, and Mr. Bone is doing a presentation to the class. uh, And everyone is dressed in like 
like these clothes that look like they're almost like Dutch and they have like fruit bowls on the girls' heads and like floppy hat on the boys' heads and like overalls and like do you guys and like clogs, do you guys like know what this is supposed to be? They're simultaneously to, like, ripping off uh, Mexican traditional wear and uh what used to be uh the German stereotype traditional wear. Prior to okay. uh, that whole unpleasantness involving that Adolf gentleman, the stereotype <laughs> for Germans was a bunch of chunky, stupid, drunk weirdos in lederhosen. So they're very much ripping off that traditional outfit here, which has since ceased being the German national stereotype ever since. First, that whole unpleasantness in the 40s, and then the part where they established themselves as the iron rulers of the eurozone got it so as mr bone is telling us about yak estonia uh he is like spinning a globe right and he then he stops it he stops with his finger on the globe and when he stops the globe it's kind of like a nonsense location it's like it's it's a continent that doesn't exist it looks sort of like the yucatan peninsula if somebody had attacked the if the meteor hit it Yeah, if if somebody had it with a giant-sized knife had attempted to stab Mexico repeatedly to let more water in. Right, and, and like, that's fine. It's supposed to be, like, a fanciful place that doesn't exist, right? It's supposed to, like, be a representation of, like, all foreign places, right? But in another, in a more intelligent show, this would have been a actually developed gag. Where is Yak Estonia? Here. Any questions? Like, just right. for these side checks of, shut up, viewer, we're just, accept this for the sake of the plot. But no, because then it zooms out, and it changes what he's pointing to on the globe, and now it's a real place. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's basically, he's pointing, like, right at the Middle East. Yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, it's like the, like, Saudi-Turkey area, yeah, kind Turkey, of. Turkey, because that's also the accent that, uh... Fentruck has is Fentruck's accent is this weird Eastern European Turkey map. Like there's this whole area of the map where Eastern Europe starts blending into the Middle East, better known as Turkey. And that's basically what his accent is. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, Mr. Bone asks, he's just like, okay, his entire presentation is where is Yak Estonia? Right under my finger. Who's from Yak Estonia? The Yak any questions? Why do we have to wear these stupid costumes, Mr. Bone? My immediate reaction is like, how did you get a bunch of kids in elementary <laughs> school to dress up in identical clothes? How did yeah. you? Yeah, the logistics alone would just be mind-numbing. We spent our entire budget on this, right? Did they? Did they have to buy it? Yeah, this is why you're not getting textbooks for the next 20 years, kids. This is back when public schools had money. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's 1992. We've already slashed More money than now. <laughs> True. <laughs> Bill Clinton is going to slash a bunch of money in the very near future, but uh, it already has been a pretty bad 12 years for them. <laughs> Yeah, well, so that's what they spent it on. And they ran out of clothes, I guess, because Roger is the only one who's still wearing his normal clothes and just the hat. Well, I that might have been just like a visual gag to show that Roger's rebellious, but I took it as he could not afford the entire outfit. Right, yeah. because we know that Roger is the one poor person who lives in Bluffington, like canonically. Yes. Uh, and yeah, so BVS, why they all have to wear uh, the stupid costumes. And... 
Bone gets like a little offended. He says that these are the traditional clothes of the Yakistonians, right? And that we have a new foreign exchange student coming today from Yakistonia. You have here a very weird echo of a thing that will become more pronounced in a few years of... Like, I think this is around the time that people start whining about PC culture gone mad. And, like, this is how dare authority try to accommodate people from other cultures badly. I find this vaguely embarrassing. On the flip mm-hmm. side, imagine, like, if you had an exchange student from, like, Mexico and everyone came in and was running <laughs> some Oh, I'm in agreement. That was yeah. very much a... <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. oh, oh. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> yeah, no, part of it is that, okay, Mr. Bone is trying, he's doing a bad job, he's trying, and it's unclear because the way Jim Jenkins puts it together. All right, which part of that are you pissed off about? Are you pissed off by the right. fact he's trying, or are you pissed off with the fact he's doing a bad job? I'm mad right. that I'm watching the show, Doug, in 2020. Well, same, but... <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we have to get past that. We're doing this to ourselves. <laughs> right? Look, of the many problems in all of our lives right now, the TV show, Doug, is probably on, lower on the list than most of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> this just tells you about the times we live in. Yep. <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so Bone gets like a little offended that not everyone's into this. Uh, And Roger is like, there's like this weird gag where like Roger asks a question of like, hey, has anyone seen Doug? And like pulls the hat down over Doug's face. And like everyone laughs at this. The entire class goes apeshit for Roger bullying Doug. Just like completely. (laughs) Including Skeeter. (laughs) Fucking Skeeter's behind him and he's laughing. (laughs) You stupid piece of shit. (laughs) So, I mean, we have talked about Roger and Skeeter being the same person. And it's just like, now he's laughing. No, he's he's just laughing at his own joke. Exactly. Um, and, well, the one person who doesn't laugh is Connie, right? Yeah. And, like, it shows it shows for sure that Connie's just, like, kind of frowning at this. And I don't know. We haven't come to the point yet where, allegedly, Connie's going to have a crush on Doug, maybe. But maybe this is, like, the early stage of yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, so Bone doesn't give a shit that this is happening and just tells them both to shut up. Uh, and then Wingo gives us an explanation of why we're all doing this, right? She says that Fentruck is from a different part of the world, so let's make him feel welcome. And Roger just, like, immediately makes fun of his name, right? As a reminder, later on, Doug will have a little brother whose name will be Dirtbike. <laughs> hey, sister, excuse me. Yeah, My apologies. <laughs> I don't think we ever established the gender of the baby when Dirtbike was introduced. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, so this is, like, okay, going back to what you were saying earlier, Sam, like, he... Wait, hold the fuck on. They named the little okay. sister dirt bike. Yes. Do yeah. you have any idea how instantly that goes bad? No. How bad no. did Doug, how bad did Phil and Theta hate their daughter that they named Probably her lied. dirt bike? <laughs> I mean, they, they fucking despise Doug. <laughs> Yeah, they figure it can only go downhill from Judy. <laughs> they, I, I'm guessing that dirt bike is the result of the one night a year that Phil gets to have sex and the condom slipped up. I, I like, 
The dumb writing jokes write themselves. The dumb mud jokes write themselves. <laughs> Fuck Jim Jenkins. What are you doing? Yeah. Ugh. So, but yeah, so, like, okay, back to what you were saying, Sam, about, like, Roger is constantly, throughout this whole episode, Roger is, like, making fun of Fentrop constantly, right? Right from the beginning where he makes fun of his Absolutely. name. Absolutely. Just, just racism. <laughs> Right, it's just, like, barren racism, yep. right? It's just, like, right there. Like, that's the whole gag. And, like, so Roger is never shown as bad for this. The only thing that ever happens is everyone laughs, one, and two, it plays Roger's theme song. Yeah. So, like, it's a flashback to uh, the episode where Roger was being weirdly sexist. I believe that was the uh, Pizza Pizza episode. And okay. where we have the same thing of Jim Jenkins knows that this is a bad thing that is said by bad people, but I can't tell you why it's wrong. Right. So, like, I get what they're going for. It's just, like, they make him a foreigner from, like, a place that doesn't exist, so when they do laugh at a foreigner, it's, like, not being insensitive toward any particular people. But in my mind, that's almost worse, because if you're laughing yeah. at, like, a generic foreigner, it teaches you to laugh at the concept of difference. Yeah, no, we're not like, being yeah. racist against it's- anyone in specific. We're just being racist against the concept of the other in its entirety. Yes. Yes. We're, we're not being racist against one group. We're being racist against all of them. The truth <laughs> is in the middle. <laughs> right. It's but yeah, let's meet in the middle here. Let's let's compromise. Let's compromise. Let's meet in the middle here where I am and do exactly oh. what I want. God. It's and and okay, and let's say real quick here also while we're on this subject, uh Fentruck, his whole deal, like, as a character, is that he has a bunch of, like, weird adages. He, like, says a bunch of adages that are, like, slightly off. Like, things that are, like, American statements, but, like, not exactly right. Like, he says, like, I look forward to it with great perspiration. Or, like, Oh, thank you. You make me feel like the happy cow. To me, all of those statements, all of those, like, misrepresentations of real phrases are jokes. Right? Yeah. Like, all of his, like, cultural, like, heritage is made into a joke in this show. Yeah, don't they don't they say English wrong? Isn't that funny? In fairness, it's hard to tell when Jim Jenkins is trying to tell a joke. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's the joke of this yeah. episode. Is like, look at these funny statements that this other culture says. This man, right? this man can't speak my language. Isn't that hilarious? I'm with you, but the problem is that in order to more conclusively assign that, we'd have to have a better idea of when Jim Jenkins was trying to be funny and when he was just being stupid. And that's really hard (laughs) to tell. It's the same thing for him. True. I I don't know. I think... I think, yeah, they're the same thing. I think it's like every time that he tries to It's literally, huh, that's weird. Yeah. 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 And the joke is, huh, that's weird. All a fan trunk. Yeah. Yeah, so that's got us. That means that this is a joke. Yeah, right? It means okay. that this is an intentional joke. Anyway, moving on from Jim Jenkins's bizarre inability to tell a joke to Jim Jenkins' bizarre inability to do continuity. So, uh, Fentruck walks in carrying two suitcases, like in uh, the opening sequence, and then instantly, poof, the suitcases are gone. Fuck right, you. Well. He's he's walking so that tells me that he like never got to stop where he was staying. He just came here directly from the airport. Like he fucking hitched a cab so, to school at so eight weird. in the morning. Because we learn later that Mr. He's living with Mr. Bone and he hasn't met Mr. Bone yet, so literally he <laughs> right. came from from the airport. And right. like, like just yeah. 
wholly irresponsible. <laughs> like, and so while he's walking in, uh, Mr. Bone is also teaching everybody the traditional greeting of uh, of the country of Yakistonia. And 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 it's what they do is, I guess, is that they put they make armpit fart sounds and they say zwuba zwuba zwuba. Well, let's hear it. Zwuba, zwuba, zwuba. Zwuba, zwuba, zwuba. As we all do. Yeah, right. And they're practicing this as Fentruck walks in. And then you see, like, Wingo in the back. She's like, oh, oh, everybody stop. Oh, no. Like, this is like, he's here. Like, this is awkward, right? But why, if they're, like, pumped about showing him the traditional greeting why would that would be embarrassing right because of I, course we uh we're not practicing we're just doing the and then just the joke such as it is of this next sequence is Ventruck walks up to mr bone the guy whose house he's staying at and who arranged this <laughs> and says greetings yeah yeah this is like the first time they've met even though he's uh, living with them <laughs> right he says i'm just your so, god now. damn and wait, wait, he's, so a, he's also he's a, 11 presumably and he's and he's also a foreign exchange student so don't do you have to like send another kid to yak yeah, like does bone have a kid uh skunky I, beaumont is not seen in this episode <laughs> we can safely assume that he's gone yeah. off to become the ruler of yak estonia there's yeah, a very racist uh last samurai style story going on over there right exactly uh but so let's describe Fentrick a little bit. Um, he's like he's got like green skin. I know that like people's skin colors are all over the place intentionally in this uh, episode in this show. They, he has like kind of a shaved head except for his top, which is like very poofy. The top of his head. Uh, he wears hair. like kind of baggy clothes. Yeah, curly hair, and he has uh, one earring, uh, indicating and- that he's cool. Well, no, so I did some research into this real quick, right? Because something, like, tickled my brain about this. Uh, he has an earring in his left ear, and there was a thing, apparently, in the 80s, until this, until everyone oh, realized shit. that this was stupid, until everyone realized that this was stupid and it stopped being oh, a thing, God. but apparently in the 80s, if you wore an earring in your left ear, it meant you were straight, and if you wore one in your right ear, it meant you were gay, right? There was all and- sorts of weird code shit like that, and as is often the case with weird code shit like that, like half of the entries are bullshit right but yeah but like, i completely buy the jim jenkins oh god fuck right and recall this is made in like 92 yep, 93 yep, right so i think this was still held over from yep. there so is this like them just being like yeah fan truck fucks right <laughs> oh no because what is the first reaction of the class to fan truck yes the first time oh. ladies show any attraction to anyone else in the show <laughs> I, yeah. Well, wait. BB was into Skeeter. That was a thing. That's true. But now BB and Connie have found a new man because the both of them swoon and say that uh, he's so cute. Listen to that accent, right? And God yeah, damn. You'd think there's something wrong with a local boy's the way they swoon over the first somebody with a foreign. Somebody who has an idea of what to do with the afternoon that isn't hang around the four-leaf clover mall and the baloney hut. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, I guess BB also thought that Skunky Beaumont was cute when he wore those cool shoes. True. Right? But now Skunky Beaumont's off in Yakistonia. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. Please consult my spec script for Skunky Beaumont in Yakistonia. It's on the Patreon <laughs> reward tiers. Right. Uh... 
And of course, like Roger instantly makes fun of his accent too. So he's made fun of his name. He's made fun of his accent. Like basically Roger's just like hitting all the possible points of like this guy's different from me and is never punished. Yeah, right. he's like, he's one, he's one step away from being like, hey, Fentrick, do you eat rats? Yep. <laughs> I know. Like that probably happens in a later episode. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so then Bone uh, asks him a question, which I felt to be, like, very weird. Uh, he asks him why Fentruck isn't dressed in the traditional garb, and instead of he's in, like, regular street clothes. And Fentruck is just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're a modern society. Like, we don't wear, we don't wear like, the old stuff. Where are your traditional Yakistanesian clogging pants? Your Yakistanesian floppy hat? Oh, no, Mr. Vaughn. We no longer wear the funny pants of our forefathers. You know, and, like, that's a reasonable statement. Like, yeah. in this, I think this is where they were trying to make their point of, yeah. like, you know, people from other places are just like you. You know what Which, I mean? Like, yeah, it, this is actually a decent lessons to try to teach because, okay, yeah, in your tiny baby textbooks you are seeing ah yes these are all these cultural dresses you know if you actually run into uh, one of these people they're gonna be dressed basically like you because we've exported our culture to all of them and as a result there is a cultural watchword for normal and normal means fuck I wish right. I knew what the movies were big in 1992 like good burger yes <laughs> you are in fact dressed like falling down cast of good yeah. burger yeah uh but so like he says that but then bone like this is weird to me bone's response to that he says kids these days no respect for tradition and like who the fuck are you bone to tell fentruck what his culture is somebody who's real big into the yodeling club and as such is real big into an imagined eastern europe that never really existed i guess i don't know but it seems like rather presumptuous for oh, someone from one culture. I, it feels like that feel, this feels like the worst line of the episode yeah. to me, honestly, is when that happens. There's this, okay. There's this entire weird. <laughs> oh no, I got you started <laughs> of like, I'm stealing a little bit from uh, Lindsay Ellis's excellent video on the God awful movie, bright, better known to you, the audience as orc cop. It <laughs> just kind of goes into David Ayer liberalism, a very unique strain of thought that is mostly dead at this point, but still clings on in some weird places. There's a strain of thought best exemplified by, like, because David Ayer is real big in all this, and he does, like, a million movies about how cool cops are, and he was the guy who was uh, the director for Orc Cop. And half of the deal in that movie is that it makes explicit something that's in all of David Ayer's other movies. That, yeah, sure, as far as the person writing it is concerned, Los Angeles is a race war waiting to happen. But that race war can be held off if good liberal-minded people pretend it's not gonna happen. Which is just somehow so much worse. Just the idea that... No, we all recognize that this is bullshit. We all recognize that ultimately one day they will rise up and destroy us, the kind white people. And for some reason, if we pretend we don't think that that'll help, like, that's just monstrous. 
this idea that no as long as we pretend that we don't think they're subhuman monsters out to destroy us and take our women maybe we can hold off the coming apocalypse until our children's day as opposed Ugh. to no we could actually just try to work together with these people because they are also humans and that's kind of the ideology you're seeing here of, well, of course Mr. Bones thought that the Yakistonians all walk around in their traditional garb. How dare they not appear like the dumb caricature he's imagined? Because he figures that, oh no, as long as I'm respectful of this caricature, that will solve the problems and everything will be okay. And I don't have to interact with these other people as if they were people. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I got well, some thoughts on this episode, you guys. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Mr. Bone is just a uh, Yakistonian otaku and just loves their I think traditional clothes. he actually clothes. is, given the way his house looks. By the way, he yeah. Mr. Bone lives in a fucking mansion. We thought, like, yeah. that one episode where all the people came over to the yodeling house, you thought that was just, like, some international yodeling cabal. No, that's where this motherfucker lives. <laughs> yeah. He makes a lot of money. lives in Transylvania. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but so, well, we move on, and um, so everyone leaves the class, right? And uh, immediately, Roger and his gang are making fun of Fentruck's accent again. They're also making fun of, like, girls liking him, which I thought was so funny. It's very (laughs) on brand for, like, an elementary school to be like, ah, girls like him. He's gay. nothing gayer than heterosexual sex am i right dudes yeah they're like talking about they're just like oh yeah his accent is so dreamy right and then roger decides that it's time to welcome fentruck and he goes over and he puts slaps a kick me sign in his back and tells him that the tradition is for the new kid to buy me lunch right i can't afford it (laughs) oh no (laughs) so i have to resort to lying i have to bully the foreign exchange student to eat today (laughs) Oh, no. Maybe that's what it is, actually. Maybe he's just compensating. (laughs) Oh, shit. That makes me really sad. (laughs) (laughs) That this whole time, Roger is just, like, really trying hard and and trying to make it in the world. Oh, my. And all he's got is... All he has is his homophobic friends. (laughs) He's just a bully of circumstances. Oh, no. Like, he's just an awful... Like, he's just being an awful fuck regardless, but still... Yeah, like, this so, is part of why, like, part of the whole additional aspect of the David Ayer nonsense is because you have this. Okay, the poor are also this fundamentally alien force that is the same amount of racist as the person who's saying it, but they're racist in a more crude way that I don't approve of. Like, there's a kind <laughs> right. of that element here too, where you've got. Roger is the one who's being openly racist in a way that's bad, whereas Doug is being more quietly racist and more virulently (laughs) racist in a way that's okay. Yeah. So let's get into that. Uh, Doug, Doug, like, sees that this happens and he goes over and he takes the sign off of Fentruck's back and he's like, hey, yeah, you know, we can be friends. Like, welcome to the neighborhood, right? I moved here. I moved here uh, anywhere from two days to three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, who knows, Fentruck. So, uh, Doug, he gets invited by Fentruck to come over to uh, the place that he's staying, uh, Mr. Bone's house, also known as Mr. Boone. Uh, and so it should be noted that, like, 
Fentruck calls Mr. Bone Mr. Boone. He calls Doug Doog, right? Uh, he, like, kind of makes this different statement. I like calling Mr. Bone Mr. Boone and having it be, like, Mr. Good. He stays <laughs> at Mr. Good's house. Really quick, though, why is the foreign exchange student staying with the single adult yodeler? <laughs> I mean, don't you, usually, probably... don't you usually stay with, a, like, a family? Yeah, right. But keep in mind that the father figure in this show is Dink. So like, yeah, <laughs> why isn't he staying with it. Dink? Dink at least has two people in the house. Because if he was staying with Dink, they'd have to actually have Doug interact with him more than one other time ever in the show. Right, the voice actor <laughs> right. probably costs too much money. <laughs> well, no, the voice actor is the same one who voices Skeeter. <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> they just didn't want to have to deal with the concept of a foreigner. That's so fucking yeah. good. Kinda, yeah. They just wanted it. It was like, you know, it's like in those episodes of like old shows that like when they go into why drugs are bad and they bring in a character who have never seen before and will never see again who's like, hey, I got some drugs. It's the same kind of thing, right? And this one is carrying the most harsh drug of all, multiculturalism. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, it's, 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 oh man. So anyway, so they do, they go over to Mr. Bones' house, right? They go over there in the evening and like, I don't know, I guess it was just like to come over briefly because Doug's over at Mr. Bone. They don't go over for dinner or anything. He's just over there yeah, for they like walk two over minutes. There. Yeah. Like they, yeah. Mr. Bone doesn't even drive the kid home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would he be bothered with doing that? You know, the child that you're taking care of. What the hell yeah. was Fentruck doing between the time school let out and now? Walking yeah. home, he would took it took him the entire time to walk home. And Bone probably yeah, was working there for like an hour longer, and he's like, "Okay, I'll drive home." Oh, I'm not taking the fucking kid. What do you think I am? Made of time? Yeah, I got important yodeling to do. As they are walking home, it's shown to be like evening. It's like dark out, right? And like Mr. Bone, when they get there, Mr. Bone is already changed into like a bathrobe, and he's like <laughs> been yodeling for a long time, right? So. They just like bust in on this door, and Mr. Bone is just like popping off in a dressing gown and cravat. It's great. (laughs) I know that's what I change into whenever I get home from work. That's that's my jack off clothes. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So yeah. So as Mr. Bone is yodeling, it's shown that Fentruck is also part of the yodeling society, and in fact, they paid for his entire trip. Um, the, the society that Bone is a part of. Uh, and recall, yeah. dear viewer, that the Yodeling Society from the episode when Talia was on, we determined that they, like, fucking run time. Right? They, like, own time and they space. They are part of a higher level of conflict between, uh, there's a higher level of conflict going on between the Yodeling Society and Mr. Bluff over some of the underlying principles of the universe. Yeah. So, like, the fact that they are calling in an outside entity to aid them, who is associated with Lamar Bone, who we know to be a Lovecraftian entity from another previous episode, this has echoes of how in every Lovecraft story, they call in somebody who is described in the most racist terms imaginable to be the dark shaman who guides them. Swarthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, he's, he's like, literally uh, a swarthy foreigner. He gets called dark-haired by, uh, in Doug's imagination. Oh shit, you're right. Oh my god, was that the term in Lovecraft? Yes. Tongues and commands strange affections of all who surround him. Oh my Fentrock god, he's a sorcerer. Lovecraft. But he wants to <laughs> fuck his sister. 
Yeah, that's what this, holy shit. Okay, so this, I didn't think about this. I didn't think about how he was like another Lovecraftian character because th th that's what he is. He comes in to like influence the town and that's why we don't ever see him often. He sings a strange dirge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That calls the elder <gasps> gods to this plane. Oh she shit. He carries mysterious jars full of invisible substances that have terrible effects on people who use them. Yeah, well, yeah, they're invisible, but only to those who can't see. So, like, he knows that in these in these jars are very potent substances, things that could alter time and space as we know it, but no one in the common plane can tell. Yeah. That's what this and is. And Doug, as the most boring person imaginable, has been tapped to be his patsy. Because, I want to stress, <laughs> the thing he's about to ask Doug to do makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Because what he yeah. asks Doug to do, he's going to ask Doug for a favor. And he just asks Doug to write a letter for him in English to his sister. But, but his sister doesn't speak English. <laughs> but that's not but that's also, not the fucking hook of the episode. Yeah, Sam, go into the hook. You just gave the spoiler away, Jim, but that's okay. He calls his sister the girl with yellow hair that sits in front of me, which is, you know, just like a oh wow, what a wacky way to say your sister. Isn't that funny? But it does you don't get you don't learn about that until the end of the episode. Meanwhile, Doug takes about 20 minutes to figure out that the one person in yellow hair at his school is Patty Mayonnaise, so he immediately gets pissed off and freaked out that Friend Truck might have a crush on the person he secretly has a crush Incidentally, on. Incidentally, further validating our thought that this is Lovecraftian, remember those two girls who were introduced in that episode where uh, Doug thought they might have a crush on him? Yes! They don't exist anymore. He's <laughs> already erased gone. them. <laughs> so okay 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 so we skipped over a couple of steps here but this is good we got to dig into this uh as as doog is being asked to write this letter uh so like basically fentruck is like hey i don't know english very well so would you help me translate and write a letter to the yellow-haired girl who sits in front of me and immediately doug is like impressed Damn, you gonna get your dick wet. Yeah, he's like, damn, Fentruck works fast. My man, he's already got a crush, right? <laughs> oh, all here like sex. And he thinks to himself, he's like, hmm, I wonder who it could be. Like I said, the one, there's one blonde character in <laughs> this entire show. Yeah, Doug enters like a fucking Sherlock visual <laughs> calculus scene. He like, goes into he the like mind palace. Into his, yeah. He goes into the goddamn mind palace where he reconstructs the classroom. Like this is shown in a fantasy. And he places all of the girls in the different seats that they sit in. And he, first of all, the oh, you see where this is going because there's literally one girl in the class who has yellow hair and that's not the first in thing he show. comes to in this show just, there's hey. nobody else is blonde hey 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 bonus bonus time what who sits in front of Doug I know there's a fucking there's a bunch of problems with the way that he de describes do this. you remember like, the episode where it's a major plot point that Patty is the girl who sits in front of Doug that was last yes. year though. Oh. And do you remember the episode where Patty sat two seats behind Doug? Why, yes, I do. <laughs> this, and now there's only four seats ever. Okay, but like, so, and also, and even in this fucking episode, even in this episode itself, they fuck up the order of who sits where. Like, I checked They it. were, they added a bit where Connie is uncomfortable with people making fun of Doug because 
she has a crush on him. But the basic geography that is the core hook of the episode's misunderstanding. <laughs> no, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but, and he also says another thing. He says that Dory sits in front of Dilbert, and in the previous scene, she was sitting in front of Roger, and there's also, like... Roger is also uh, Dilbert also... on top of Skeeter. My God, we've learned so much. <laughs> or wait, no, he's sitting in, she's sitting in front of Skeeter, I think. Um, but she, regardless, she is not sitting in front of uh, Dilbert. Whoever the fuck that's, Dilbert that's is. And, it's also yeah. <laughs> Who cares? I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Like, I, like it's this, nothing this is matters. more, this is just Doug imagining this whole fucking thing happening in his head and he gets all the details wrong. Yes. Yeah. And he, but he even gets, like, the, what happens in the real world, which maybe it's what's happening in real life, in, in his fantasy, too. It's fucking wild. Yep. Um, and, and... Yeah, it's just like he, he misrepresents the entire fucking scene. And even like when Doug is like, he's like, oh man, my man's getting a crush so fast on his first day. Doug did too. Yep, <laughs> <Doug> instantly, <laughs> in fact. Doug had a crush on Patty on his first day. like Before he knew her name. Yes. <laughs> Doug was the one who said the yellow haired girl is who I have a crush on. <laughs> it's mine. It's- you can't have a crush on the same person I have. That's not fair. Well, that's what the hook of the episode is. That's the entire Absolutely. conflict. And if look, Ugh. if you just if you don't worry about it, it all works out in the end, and that's the moral. Yep. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Nobody has a crush on the same person you do. Don't worry. That doesn't happen. <laughs> well, that's what the resolution is. Fuck off. Also, as a complete side oh. note, uh, he has a portrait of someone called Zig Bignoski on the wall. <laughs> Just gonna leave that one there. Yeah. Oh, God. It's so wild. And, like, oh, and he's, like, in this, the, we should say the room that he's in, like, the room that Mr. Bone has put him up in is, A, enormous, like, this enormous bedroom, and B, is full of, like, weird, like, grandma trinkets, like, I, it's, it's, he lives in Dracula's house. <laughs> Esoteric artifacts of unknown provenance and purpose. Stare too long and your mind might be consumed. It's where the old <laughs> world meets the new world. Uh, Wait, and Mr. hold on, Dracula's actually, <laughs> and on the topic, hold on, on the topic of them being Lovecraftian, like, the characters, and, like, living at Dracula's Lovecraft house, like, when they first came in, and Mr. Bone was yodeling, when he was singing the dirge that ends time, uh, Doug, like, he was like, oh, hey, Mr. Bone, and Mr. Bone gets, like, crazy defensive about his yodel. Yes. He's like, well, that's right, funny. Yodelers are a tight-knit group. They look out for their own. Do you have a problem with that? Where do your loyalties lie, funny? Exactly. He's like, I know where mine lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remembering that fantasy Doug had about Bone being a Bond villain, he has a degree from Miskatonic Yale, yep. which, is the, exactly. which is the evil Lovecraft University. <laughs> Exactly, right? This is like this is definitely a meeting of like the servants of an elder god. That's where they and live. It's this fucking weird mansion that has all these just like strange esoteric artifacts from the old world. 
Yeah. And speaking of that, Fentruck even offers Doug a strange esoteric artifact from the other world. He gives him a jar of the finest, it's like an empty jar, but he says it's full of the rarest air from the top of Mount Ludiobaba in Yakistonia, which is like, isn't a Lovecraft plot, plot point the literal mountains of madness? Yep. <laughs> like, so, like, what, this pissed me off a lot because, like, this is your chance. If you're going to just be racist, be like creatively racist. Instead, we get a jar <laughs> of air. Like, there's not even a fucking like work ethic into your bigotry. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like I'll bet you anything that Mount Ludneboba is some extremely stupid pun, but I sure don't care. <laughs> I think they were just making mouth sounds. I really think they're just making mouth sounds. <laughs> no, it's called Spanish, Mike. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit, I walked into that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and I also had, like, the thought of, like, okay, this seems like something that would get you in trouble with the TSA. Well, it's man. like, I'm picturing, like, Fentrek has a has a, uh, a briefcase full of empty jars. And they're empty just like, Mr. Truck, you're jars <laughs> that are full of, like, that we, air that we learned later is like has some strange chemical properties (laughs) anything to declare nothing beloved americans nothing at all here inhale this they're just like like Fentrek is like leaving the airport they're like mr truck we need to come with us in a different room (laughs) and like maybe that's why Fentrek had to take a cab that is why the fbi sponsors this podcast they're looking out for you (laughs) damn it oh my god (laughs) yeah but okay so like yeah doug has offered uh this jar in exchange for writing this letter and like so after doug finally fucking mental calculus figures (laughs) out that he might be talking about patty as the only yellow-haired girl um doug immediately lies to fentruck and tells him that he doesn't have time to do it now and he'll take the letter home to finish it and like he walked to mr bone's house he walked over there do you remember like, all also- those episodes that were about how Doug is so fucking lost and afraid when he doesn't have anything to do for the evening? Yeah. Just, nope, never mind. Not going to do shit. I'm going to go have a... Oh, why can't I hang out with anybody? Oh, oh I'm busy. <laughs> but hold on. So, like, this whole exercise is that Fentruck wants to say something but doesn't know how to say it. And Doug is like, don't worry. I'll go write it at home while not knowing what Fentruck wants to say. <laughs> right? This doesn't make sense if you think about it for a second. Oh, my God. God. Yeah, it's just like so weird. And like, oh, and as he's leaving, Fentruck starts to cry. Oh, go, dog, before my eyes begin to leak. I am so homesick. And Doug just fucking stone face walks out. He says no. Well, that's cool anyway. Uh... He doesn't try to comfort his new friend. He doesn't try to like ask him, oh, why are you feeling homesick? You know, what? what's going on, buddy? He just fucking leaves as Fentruck collapses into tears. The goddamn sociopath. Oh, yeah, it's because he likes his woman. Like, imagine if, the, if right. the, uh, the the moral here was, hey, maybe you should express your feelings toward the people you like before you, you don't have a chance to do it. Like, imagine yeah. that moral. 
that's almost a that's a way better moral because later like okay after this scene uh doug is walking with skeeter and he's like trying to like like obsce- like absurdly or sorry like a uh, straight in a strange way like ask uh skeeter what he should do he's like oh like my friend likes this other person whatever and skeeter's just like hey why don't you talk to fentruck about how you feel about patty Maybe the advice should have been, why don't you talk to Patty about how you feel about her, right? <laughs> but, but we're missing, we're miss, we skipped over the lab scene. Oh, okay, okay. That happens right okay. now, in fact. And, and it's, it's so good because Doug is like, I know, you know what girls like? Oh, right. And just, just think about how bad this could have gone. Just imagine so it. Imagine Doug when he's like, "I know," an accent, and he just starts talking like a poo from The Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> just oh um, well. But then he decides to do French, and he's just sitting in his lab table. And then, by Patty the way, approaches. dear viewer, I've edited out the fifteen minutes we spent doing increasingly <laughs> racist accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. no, we we actually didn't do that. That was a bit. We wouldn't do that. We definitely didn't do that. We definitely didn't laugh ourselves silly doing it. Oh my god. But, <laughs> Fuck but you guys. But okay, so Patty's approaching Doug at this at the at the chemistry table and then yeah. the uh, whoever's editing this put in what Doug says. God, it's because so bad. he does Horrible broken French. Patty, would you be the lab partner avec moi? No, no. <laughs> Mon chéri, Patty, I think we could make the beautiful chemistry together. No? And then, yeah. like, he's sitting there just, like, talking to himself in a, in a fucking French accent. And Patty's just like, hey, Fentruck, want to be my lab partner? The only time this show has been funny to me. Yes. <laughs> but, like, also, like, he's saying this stuff out loud while Patty is approaching him, and she just, like, doesn't yeah, hear nothing. any of it. He's having it's a schizophrenic awesome. break. That or <laughs> Patty's awesome. just trying to do it. Okay, oh, God, he's doing it again. Somewhere <laughs> <else>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just look forward. You don't see him. You don't see him. Look forward. <laughs> oh, he's doing the French thing again. Oh, maybe yeah. he's going to start sounding like a poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like, uh, of course, like Patty wants to be Ventruck's lab partner, and Ventruck's like, "Oh boy, this makes me feel like the happy cow," and <laughs> tells and Same. and he tells Doug, he says, "Doug, I am fitting in like a foot in my sock," and then he goes, "And tonight you will finish my letter," <laughs> and it and it zooms in on his face like super hard from Doug's perspective. <laughs> awesome. I'm just sliding. Sliding right on in, like that hole was made for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Ha <laughs> ha And then, to add horny insult to horny injury, Roger slings his arm around Doug and says, Looks like we're partners, funny. Right. And so, like, I guess, uh, and remember, Roger has three friends, so I guess one of them was just like, fuck you, Roger, I'm not your lab partner. Let's take a, another step back, though. They're in, yeah. they're in... The sixth grade in a chemistry lab where there is a Bunsen burners and dangerous chemicals. And later we see there's a cabinet with fucking radiation symbols on it. What, you don't? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh my god. Yeah, it's absurd. But. (laughs) So. 
this this takes us back into the fantasy zone, right? Uh, and and Doug it, it goes back into that cowboy standoff, uh, and Doug is like, "This is it, the showdown. It's either and it's either gonna be me or him, and it wasn't gonna be me." Admiral, understanding of what the situation is, Doug, it is not going to be you. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but in the cowboy zone, uh, he starts saying like Western phrases to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, you gotta get." While well, like Fen Truck is being, I'm like, sorry, nice are you to talking to me? Zone. Get out of yeah. town! Literally <laughs> telling the foreigner to go back where he came from. Yep. That's literally what's happening. And as we go back into the real world, we see that this is also happening in real life. I said, get. Yeet. 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 What means this git, Duke? So, like, Duck literally told him, go on now, get. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And so... Doug is like, he like freaks out for a moment and he almost tears Fentruck's letter in half and he goes, you know, I can't write your letter. It has to be someone else because, well, because I feel the same way you do about, well, you know, the yellow haired girl who sits in front of you. You do? But Doug, how do you know my sister Kavlechi back in Yakastonia? Your sister? Fuck off, like... (laughs) My time definitely wasn't wasted here. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, you, what? This is my older sister. That In my country, we say that means she sits in front of me. You don't know this expression? You want to fuck my sister, too? (laughs) Why is he writing the letter in English? Oh, dog, we can be best friends now. (laughs) <sighs> yeah, it's just. Like, yeah, why are you writing in English? Like, why? Yeah. Are you trying to impress your sister with a language she doesn't speak? Is she trying to learn English? Like, what? Like, at no point did, <laughs> did you ask any follow-up questions? Nothing. No, it's just entirely a garbage episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and oh wait, and the best part about this is, so Fentruck had started to write the letter. He had written that phrase at the top of it, and that was all and that was in said, the letter. I'm bored, and wandered off to do something <laughs> yes. else. I need someone to, to dictate to. It's like, Fentruck knows how to fucking write in English. <laughs> I don't know, man. And like, but hooray, conflict avoided again. Doug says he takes it all back, and I'm glad to write your sister a letter. And like... Oh my and god. Normally that'd be the end of this, except for that wasn't the real tension. No. That was just the lead up. The actual <laughs> tension of the episode. The real nexus of everything that had Doug terrified. Doug proceeds to explain was But did Patty like Fentruck? Yeah. Which he responds, No, I was just being nice because you demonstrated some niceness to him. The moral of which is don't ever be nice to a foreigner. Girls might get the wrong idea and also be nice to a girl. But oh also, my God. The, the conversation Doug has with Patty does not preclude Patty from having a crush on Ventruck. Nope. Like, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't confirm anything. She literally tells Doug one of the most perplexing lines of dialogue I have had like, <laughs> yeah. experienced in the show is, Maybe next time we can be partners. Sure, Doug. You can draw frogs better than anyone I know. Are they, like, dissecting frogs? Why do you have to draw the frog? Like, it's a chemistry lab. Like, what? Yeah. Like, what the f- fuck is going on? Why does that yeah. have anything to do with anything? Nobody draws a frog's internal organs like you do, Doug. 
<laughs> yeah, Patty says this in response to, like, Doug basically, like, creeps up on Patty. There's this really creepy scene where, like, Doug is hiding behind the cabinet, and then he jumps out on Patty while slamming the cabinet door and, like, has a scowl on his face briefly. Like, he's like, ah, my precious face, <laughs> right? And then he, like, and she says, oh, you know, I was gonna ask you to be my lab partner because of all that stuff Sam said, because you're, 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 because you can draw frogs better than anyone I know. Like, yeah, is this what they do every day in chemistry lab? Is this the only lab they do? There was that one time Roger had a frog in chemistry lab. But that was in one of like, Doug's fantasies. That was in Doug brain. That's true, because also that was when Professor Oogie was running yeah, the class. Yeah, Professor Oogie no longer exists. For <laughs> yeah, because we saw, we saw chemistry lab as being run by Bone. He was at the front of the class. I was, and, I was <sighs> just laughing about Fentruck, like, becoming Patty's boyfriend anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was just like, yeah, Doug, I mean, like, I wanted to get a good grade, and I knew part of this grade was drawing frogs, like, that was part of it, but, yeah, like, yeah, but me yeah. and Frank oh, yeah. have been together. I made out with him b- b- uh, behind the bleachers yesterday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you like that, you little loser? Like, Doug, Doug is doing the lab, like, doing all the homework for him, and, like, he's in the back just, like, making out with Frank <laughs> 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 yeah, well, Doug just does the homework. He's oh, like, boy. oh, boy, Patty, Patty's <laughs> going to love me for this. And she's just making out with that truck in the back. <laughs> oh, Doug, you're such a good friend. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. I needed a good grade on this one. Connie is just sitting by, like, try to, uh, Doug, Doug, anything, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doug's like, I can do it. This is what a good man does to show his lady he cares. Oh, <laughs> oh my Christ. God, that's a great image. <laughs> oh, but okay, so then, like, then there's, oh, and hold on, there's one other weird thing that's in this classroom. They have a textbook on their desk. Doug has a textbook on his lab bench, and it says, H2O science. <laughs> yes, it's the origin of H2O2 and H2O4, our previous friends yeah. from that episode. Yeah, they just have a book that's about water science. And how I you guess. can use water to make a bomb. Well, that's kind of what happens in the next scene. Why, is yes it is. Roger is, he, he tries, what he tries to do is he tries to use the bottle of Yakistonian air to Doug like just pour has. stuff in. The Doug just has, yeah, for some reason. Oh, wait, and hang on, hold up. There was a scene earlier when, while Doug had the Yakistonian air, he opened it up and looked in yeah. it and then closed it, so it's just gone. Yeah, like it's, it's gone. I mean, like, also, jars are permeable. Like, I remember seeing this <laughs> yeah. as a child, even when I liked the show, and being like, that's really stupid. Yeah. Even as a yeah, dumb baby, I could recognize that having a jar of air is pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, again, like we're saying, this actually contains an interdimensional creature that Doug can't see. Right, now so now I'm a big adult, it. I know what the truth is. The capital T yeah, exactly. truth. Exactly. But, uh, so yeah, so Roger, like, he wants to use it for chemistry class, but, like, Doug takes it back from him. He's like, no, he's like, you can't Roger use Roger is about to pour some chemicals into the glass, of, into what he appears to think is an empty jar, and... Doug takes it away from him, and then Roger, instead of pouring it into an empty thing, as he was planning on doing, <gasps> pours it into a full thing, and it explodes. So it explodes yeah. because Doug takes the only safe glassware away yeah. from him. Yeah. That's your comeuppance for being racist, I guess. 
Here's a bomb <laughs> that's unrelated. You're covering chemical burns now. Yeah, and you Doug's are like super that's a cancer. good look for you, Roger, and he's just like blind. And and everyone in the and so no, and then Patty and Fentruck are laughing, but everyone else in the class, they didn't animate them at all, so they're just sitting staring straight ahead unblinking. <laughs> So probably they've got like carbon monoxide poisoning now, yeah, this... <laughs> something. But yeah, Doug's a fucking bully. No, <laughs> oh, congratulations, you finally bullied Roger into the grave. <laughs> yes, into permanent disability. Yeah. You're right, and that's what you get for being racist in the wrong way. Unlike me, I took it as the air just like reacted with the chemicals funnily. And then, yeah. and then he poured it into the thing he was supposed to pour it into, and it caused it to be different. But the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. No, none of it does. Right. The only way I took it was that, like, Roger didn't notice that it was, like, a sort of a dirty glass, and Doug was like, yeah, ha-ha, I'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, it blows up in his face, and... That's the end of the episode, That's and it. we fade out to Fentruck's music in the credits, and I fucking love Fentruck's music. It's awesome. It's a fucking <laughs> kazoo, saxophone, and accordion polka, and it owns. <laughs> The part where it goes slightly, like, where, where it goes offbeat is like, I'm just like, yeah, this shit rules. <laughs> It's so good. It's bad, actually. I don't like it. Whatever. I like it. <laughs> it was a note I have it's great probably taste. the only part of this episode that wasn't just the worst. Despicable. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it. What do, you, uh, what do you guys think about this one? What do you think the moral is in this one? Always be the exact right amount of racist. Not too little. <laughs> not too much. Remember, oh. none of your... Uh, uh, if you have a crush on somebody, no one else will ever have a crush on them, no matter how much you worry about it. I think it's that other people from other cultures are okay as long as they don't step on your turf. The second you have <sighs> any kind of material competition with somebody from another culture, fear, despise, and tell them to get the fuck out of town. Isn't that right, Jim? Oh, my Jim? God. <laughs> oh, no. No, yeah, this is not a great moral. <laughs> no. This is not this is not a good moral to take from this. Oh, it's not a good but again, moral, I but it's think, the one that he told. I think what they tried to do, I think they tried to show that like especially in that one line of like, "Oh no, Mr. Bone, we dress just like you do. We're just like you." I think it was sort of in the age when like more like it was less nationalism, there was less like there was more like global stuff, like the global markets were more emerging and it was like it was more common for like, you know, you to run in yeah. people people from all different cultures, right? And so at least it was more common in media. And so it was like the baby first stages, as shitty as they may be, it was like baby's first steps into acceptance, it's right? It's a profoundly racist person trying to write a story about why racism is bad <laughs> that still excuses his own racism. Parody, 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 not actionable parody, parody, parody. It's in the game, it's in the video game. To yeah. be fair, you could probably do worse than just describing the 90s as that. Yeah. We oh, tried. Man, we were really 90s. trying. And, well, sometimes Ugh. it wasn't the worst thing imaginable. Sometimes. 
Yeah. Oh man. All right. Good well, episode. Good episode. Uh, one of my good favorites. One. I definitely am going to watch it again right after this recording. Loving it. I'm going to listen to Ventruck's theme song again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go back and listen to that 15 minutes of uh, racial slurs we did before deleting it. Oh my God. We didn't actually I'm do gonna that. I'm going to Photoshop uh, at the beginning. No. So. No. <laughs> no. No. I'm gonna cut, I'm going to cut the episode right here. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everyone. This was a fun episode. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he was drinking cum. Bye. Shut up. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye.